0: Monabilla Church Sermons. And hello, and how are you today? I missed you. It's so good to be together. It's good to be able to share the truth of God's Word because God's Word will set us free and He will give us a new heart. What a wonderful God we have that He understands everything we're going through and He understands our weakness, and understands our frailties. Now we had a wonderful sermon last week that Dan Mayhew gave where he talked about all the things that we have in Christ Jesus and that, that the day is coming, a great day that is coming where it is all going to come and be under Jesus Christ and he will be in control of all things. And what a glorious day that will be. Now, I did want to share that there is a, a, a section in this passage that explains a little bit of why Even though God's in control and moving towards the clear end that sometimes it seems like he's not in control And that is the thing that I want you to see. Here's the words that he uses here In chapter It's chapter one still because we're in this great enormous sentence of a single sentence uh, in in the first chapter of Ephesians in him We were chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who worked out everything to the conformity of his purpose. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of salvation. Having believed, you were marked with him with the seal of the Holy Spirit, who is the deposit guaranteed our our inheritance in Christ Jesus, So here we have two truths that i want you to see that there are cycles of of truth there's cycles that season cycles and seasons that we go through and these cycles sometimes start out this way that everything goes smooth and all of a sudden the people become very lethargic and become very complacent and then rebellion comes in and then in rebellion everything falls apart and all of a sudden Once again, from the rebellion, we have peace, and these cycles go round and round, and you say, what's God doing? But you see, in the cycles, God is working towards a full end with all of these things. So understand the cycles that are there, there are ups and downs, and there's good seasons and bad seasons. That doesn't mean that God's not in control, but it is the normal cycle that we go through. And when we go through these cycles, sometimes they're very low times, and there are very high times. But in all of that, he is in control and he's moving it to his blessed end. Now, he talks to us about two things. He talks to us about the word. The word has come to us and he says, you've had the word. And you, verse 12 and 13, in him we have been chosen according to the predestination, according to the plan of him who worked all everything out to the conformity of his purpose. In order that we... Who were first the hope in Christ might be of the praise of his glory. And you also were included with Christ when you heard the word of truth and the gospel of your salvation. Having believed, you were marked in him with the seal of the Holy Spirit. So there's two things we want to talk about we want to talk about the word of God and the seal of the Holy Spirit. You say, oh, the seal of the Holy Spirit really sounds kind of scary. Well, no, it's wonderful. The Spirit of God is given. Remember what Jesus told his disciples, I must needs go away because if I don't go away, the Holy Spirit will not come. But if I go away, the Holy Spirit will be given by the Father to you to come to dwell with you and you'll become the temple of the Holy Ghost. It's a wonderful thing for every believer that they can be filled with the Spirit of God. You're going to say, well, am I filled with the Spirit of God? I appreciate what my mother used to say years ago. She said, you know, son, I may not always know if I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. But he said, she said, I sure know when I'm not filled with the Holy Spirit. See, she was a redhead that she had a temper and she can really get upset and really get after people and in a, sometimes in a very carnal way. And she knew when she had a carnal temper that it was not the Spirit of God that was filling their life. I remember the story he was told of Stuart Briscoe, a great man of God. He would be speaking at a conference on the Holy Spirit, and he would be preaching on how to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And after the meeting, there would be this lady that would come. He says, it seems like every once in a while, they this kind of person shows up, and she was elbowing, elbow, elbowing everyone out of the way, pushing them out of the way, pushing herself forward, and he knew what was coming because here was this arrogant, pushy woman that was going to stand before him and say, Mr. Briscoe, are you filled with the Holy Spirit? And Stuart Briscoe said to her, no, I'm not filled with the Holy Spirit right now. She said, Mr. Briscoe, how can you preach and not be filled with the Holy Spirit? (laughs) And he says, well, lady, your kind of attitude really irritates me. So right now, I'm filled with anger. I'm not filled with the Holy Spirit. Give me just a minute, and I'll get my heart straight, and then I'll be filled with the Holy Spirit once again. You see, there are things that cause us, and there are times when we know we're being responding in the flesh, and we're responding in anger, and we're not being dependent on the Holy Spirit. Because when the Spirit of God works, He fills us with joy and thanksgiving and forgiveness. And he needed to forgive this woman. And he said, I'm trusting the Lord to fill me with a heart of forgiveness towards people like you. And I understand that when I get irritated like that, I'm not filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm filled with myself. I'm filled with anger. But I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to repent right now and ask the Spirit of God to fill my life again. So understand, as we talk about the Holy Spirit, is the gift, the third person of the Trinity. He comes to fill our hearts and understand that Satan is fully aware if he can take away the work of the Spirit of God in our heart, he can ruin a Christian's life. You see, because when we're filled with the Spirit of God, we have the fruits of the Spirit. We have the love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, all of these things that come from the Holy Spirit. But if we don't let the Spirit of God be in control of our lives and we're filled up with all the things that consume us and the things that we're preoccupied with, then we are not filled with the Holy Spirit. We're filled with those things, with our selfishness, our own way, having our way and having things run the way we want to run them. And we're not looking to the Holy Spirit, but we're looking to our own flesh. We're looking at our own selfish desires. My dear friend, God doesn't want us to function that way. He wants us to function controlled by the Spirit of God with a sweet spirit, a gentle spirit, a kind spirit, a non-complaining spirit, a thankful spirit. And when we have that thankful spirit, when we have that right spirit, the Spirit of God is glorified in our life and he fills and floods our life with joy and fullness. You understand that sometimes... He can put it, Jesus put it in simple terms. He says, if you're not gathering with me, you're scattering. So the question is, are you a person that gather things together? Or are you a person that scatters and causes dissension and causes difficulty? Or when you are around people, do you cause people to be more gentle and more loving and more godlike and Christ-centered? Or are you, when you work it around Are people angry? Are they upset? Are they selfish and self-centered? You see, the Spirit of God, when he comes, he makes a man, a woman, submissive to the will of God, to do God's will, and desiring to serve him. Now, you must put this together with the Word of God, because you say, "Oh, all I need is the Spirit of God. No, you need something more than the Spirit of God. You need the Word of God. Now, When you have only the Word of God, it can become very sterile, it can be very barren, but when you come and you bring the Word of God to the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God breathes into the Word of God and makes it alive and makes it dynamic. Oh, it's wonderful to know that we have the Word of God. The Word of God tells us if the Holy Spirit is the one that's working. He says, examine yourself to see if you're in the faith, if you're walking in obedience, oh that's a wonderful thing to realize that the spirit of god comes and he takes the word of god and he applies it in our life and we are able to therefore come up with a balance are you filled with the spirit are you filled with the word of god and when you're filled with both then there is a balance and there is a beauty and in it all jesus christ is glorified now notice the holy spirit doesn't bring attention to himself he brings his attention to christ And when Christ is working in our life, then it is that God is glorified. Isn't that marvelous that the Spirit of God comes and works in us? He is there. Every believer in Jesus Christ, when you receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, the Holy Spirit comes to be in your heart. If the Holy Spirit is not in your heart, you're not saved. Therefore, when you receive Christ, you say, Jesus Christ, come into my heart and Lord and Savior, and you be in control of my life. And when he does that, he comes and fills you with his spirit. So you can say, how do I have the spirit of God? Well, you come by faith and you say, I believe the Holy Spirit, that you're there and you're indwelling me and you're strengthening me and giving me guidance. And so the spirit of God works through the word of God. So with the word of God and the Holy Spirit, we have a balance. Because the word of God by itself can be very dry, it can be very dusty, it can be very barren, but He wants the word of God to be dynamic and alive. It is in the word of God, as we read the word of God and allow the word of God to dwell in our hearts, that the very power of God works in our hearts. Remember when the men on the way to Emmaus after the after the resur- after the the uh, after the crucifixion and they didn't know that christ had risen from the dead and they were walking along and, and this man joined them and he started talking from scripture how that jesus christ must suffer and their hearts said they said oh how our hearts burned within us because the word of god with the spirit of god working together Created a fire within their own soul that they knew they were hearing the unadulterated truth They didn't know who this man was and you will remember that then when they asked him to stay and then he prayed for the food that the sense they realized all of a sudden that this was Jesus Christ that was actually Speaking to them and telling them about how the Word of God was working in Jesus Christ's life. The Spirit of God points to Christ And he says if you want to glorify the Holy Spirit, you focus on Jesus Christ, and you give Jesus Christ the glory. So here is the balance that when we balance together the Word of God, he gives us the truth, he gives us the explanation. It's the Word of God that explains us who the Holy Spirit is and how we can identify the Holy Spirit. So here is this joy that we come to the Word of God, and we come to the Spirit of God, And he takes the word of God and he fills our hearts with the truth that revolutionizes the life. That's why I want to encourage you, even during these dark days, these difficult days, we have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit dwells within us and he will lead us and guide us and he will train us and he will make the word of God alive. And the word of God touches all areas of our life. It's not just family life, but it is even parents and child Says in the raising of our children, we need to trust the Holy Spirit to teach us how to train our children, to discipline our children, to guide our children. And we have learned, my wife and I have learned in dealing with our children, that when they went through times of rebellion, then we needed to deal with them in a loving, godly way, filled with the Holy Spirit, gently and kindly to guide them in the truth. And that when they were given the truth and dealt with gently that they came back to obedience and they came back to a love for Jesus Christ. So here is the joy that we have before us. We have our salvation and because of our salvation to Jesus Christ, the very spirit of God comes and indwells our life and he controls it. And he says, hear the word of God. And he gives us the Word of God, and he breathes on the Word of God and makes it alive and dynamic. My challenge for you is, are you gathering for Jesus Christ, or are you scattering? When people are around you, do they come together? Is there greater unity? Is there greater love? Or is there division and dissension? What is it? Are you a scatterer or a, a builder? You see, the work of God is he's building his church, And the day is coming where every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is Lord and give him the glory and the praise. And that's what we're talking about. That's what we are calling you to. He has given us his spirit that we might walk according to the word of God. We must hold them in balance, the word of God and the spirit of God. And they together give us the truth revelation of how to live our lives and the way we can live in victory and in fullness and in joy. So let's commit this to the Lord. I want to pray with you. Spirit of God, come, fill our hearts with your love, with your word and your truth. Give us the very presence of the Holy Spirit to dwell within us and to take the word of God and make it alive like living water, that will refresh and and set everyone free. Lord, we need the truth of your word. We need it in our lives. Help us to be obedient. Help us to be filled with your word and filled with your truth and with your love and your joy rather than anger or bitterness or selfishness or self-centeredness. We wanna be filled with you. Christ, we want more of you. Thank you, Lord, that you're going to come. And you're going to work in our midst in a great and a new and a special way, and we'll give you the honor and the praise and the glory. Amen. Thank you so much, and we're looking forward to seeing you in the weeks to come as we continue in the book of Ephesians, where we have the word of God revealed to us. And thank you, and the Lord bless you. Montebello Church Sermons.